0: She was one of the most famous people in America, a fiery, controversial, highly opinionated preacher who built an enormous following and changed the American Christian landscape for generations. Let's learn more about Amy Simple McPherson today on the Gospel Gumbo Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Gospel Gumbo Podcast. You can help me out by spreading the love and telling a friend about the podcast. And I would love to hear from you. This is a really small podcast, and any email I get is pretty exciting. So send me your corrections, your suggestions, or just to say hi. All of that is great. Okay, let's get on to today's episode. Amy Semple McPherson was a charismatic and controversial figure in the early 20th century American church. Known as Sister Amy, or simply Sister, she was a pioneering evangelist, renowned for her captivating sermons, theatrical flair, and unconventional methods. Amy's life was a fascinating journey filled with triumph scandals and a relentless pursuit of spreading the message of salvation. Amy was born on October 9, 1890, in Salford, Ontario, in Canada. Her parents were devout Christians who instilled in their daughter a strong faith from an early age. Amy's upbringing was humble, and she grew up in poverty, but her parents' dedication to Christianity had a profound impact on her life. And at the age of 17, Amy went to a revival meeting and met Robert Semple, a Pentecostal missionary from Ireland, and they married shortly after that. The young couple became part of the full gospel assembly movement and learned to speak and interpret tongues. Together, they embarked on a journey to China to spread the gospel. Robert contracted malaria and dysentery, and he passed away, leaving Amy a widow and a single mother. And she returned to the United States, to New York City, and got involved in the Salvation Army there, serving the poor. And here she met her second husband, Harold Stewart McPherson, and they got married in 1912. And it was during this time that Amy experienced a powerful spiritual awakening. She claimed to have been divinely healed of appendicitis and declared that God had called her to evangelize and heal the sick. Amy's fervor and magnetic personality quickly attracted a following, and she became one of the key figures in the emerging Pentecostal movement. Despite protests from her husband, she took her children and hit the road, living out of her car and preaching the gospel. She toured the United States and sometimes stood on top of her car with a megaphone to preach. Pretty much everywhere she went, she attracted huge crowds, which just got bigger and bigger as time went on. After several years of trying to make the marriage work, her husband filed for divorce, and it was granted in 1921. She married an actor in 1932, but his womanizing ended the marriage just a year later. And so she settled in Los Angeles, California, and preached regularly as the years went on in a 3,500-seat auditorium. She started raising funds to build her own church building, and she was determined to do it without debt. Donations were so large and came so fast that they had increased the size of the planned building. Her church was called the Angelus Temple, a sprawling megachurch that became the center of her ministry. It was the largest single Christian congregation in the world. In the first seven years, it had 40 million visitors. It was a megachurch before there were megachurches. Amy's charismatic preaching style and theatrical sermons drew enormous crowds, and her services were marked by singing, dancing, and even dramatic reenactments of biblical stories. Amy was a master of public relations and used innovative methods to spread her message. She embraced modern technologies such as radio, which allowed her sermons to reach a wider audience. Amy's radio program, the Old Fashioned Revival Hour, became immensely popular and brought her international fame. She used her platform to advocate for conservative values, to decry societal vices, and promote her brand of evangelism. She was jaw-droppingly generous to the poor. Her church sent disaster relief funds to various countries. They had tremendous ministry to men released from prison, finding them good jobs. They had a group of women who sewed clothes for impoverished mothers, the church employed doctors and nurses at their free clinic for poor people. It was really amazing, and her work during the Great Depression kept hundreds of thousands of people in Los Angeles alive and well. She actually got in trouble with the state of California because she did not discriminate who could receive help, and it was against the law to help undocumented immigrants. She didn't care. Sister Amy preached what she called the Four Square Gospel, which continues today as a denomination. And the four-square gospel, this represents the four aspects of God seen in Ezekiel's vision—a man, a lion, an ox, and an eagle. And it also represents four aspects of Christ—savior, baptizer with the Holy Spirit, healer, and king. She was incredibly conservative in her theology, siding with the fundamentalists against the modernists. But she was incredibly progressive in her approaches with loud, theatrical, dramatic preaching using the radio and entertaining tactics, not to mention that she was a woman preacher. Her fame and charisma brought Pentecostalism to the mainstream of Christianity. Many different Christian denominations tried to persuade her to change this view, or that view, so that she could fit into their group, but she didn't feel the need to fit into any group, and she was remarkably open and interdenominational when that sort of thing just didn't exist at the time. However, Amy's rise to fame was not without controversy. In 1926, she disappeared mysteriously while swimming at the beach in Venice, California. Her disappearance triggered a nationwide search and a media frenzy, with speculations ranging from drowning to kidnapping to scandalous affairs. After a dramatic reappearance weeks later, Amy claimed to have been kidnapped and held captive although the veracity of her account was questioned by many. Los Angeles prosecutors worked hard to find an explanation and finally concluded that she had run off with a former employee, Kenneth Ormiston. He had disappeared at exactly the same time and appeared again at the same time she appeared. However, Amy was so famous, uh, rumors around her abounded, and honestly, it's really hard to know. What happened for sure? I don't think anyone at this time knows. Despite the scandal, Amy's popularity endured, and she attracted controversy wherever she went, and she remained committed to welcoming all races, serving the poor indiscriminately, and preaching the gospel flamboyantly. Among the members of her church were Charlie Chaplin and black heavyweight champion Jack Johnson. Tragically, Amy's life was cut short on September 27, 1944, when she died suddenly at the age of 53. The cause of her death was attributed to an accidental overdose of prescription drugs. Thousands attended her funeral, a testament to the impact she had on the followers, her followers and the wider public in general. Although she had taken in and managed many, many millions of dollars, when she died her personal estate was worth about $10,000. And she left that to her children. Amy Simple McPherson's legacy continues to resonate to this day. She was a trailblazer, breaking barriers as a female religious leader and defying societal norms with her unapologetic charisma and bold preaching style. Her influence on the Pentecostal movement cannot be, cannot be overestimated. And her innovative style of the media laid the foundation for televangelism as we know it today. Today, uh, in 2023, the Foursquare Gospel Church has over 67,000 congregations with 8.8 million members in 150 countries. While Amy's life was not without its controversies, her unwavering dedication to the simple message of Jesus, her ability to captivate audiences with her unique blend of showmanship and spirituality left an indelible mark on the religious landscape, Amy Semple McPherson will always be remembered as a charismatic evangelist who brought the message of salvation to millions and challenged the conventions of her time. I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Gospel Gumbo Podcast. I would love to make Season 2, but I need to make sure that it is worthwhile, so I'm paying attention to three things – downloads, feedback, and money. It costs money to publish a podcast, and not a small amount of work. Now if you'll give me just $5 once, I'll give you your own private podcast link that will have all the episodes from Season 1 without any advertising, plus 10 extra bonus episodes. At various levels, you'll also get a lot of other cool stuff. Now, I'm not looking for a subscription, just a one-time purchase that will help me to know that this podcast has been helpful and that you would like me to make another season. Look for the show notes of this episode to find the link to give money. Podcasts are getting gobbled up by big corporations and conglomerates. Independent podcasters like me need your support. Thanks so much.